0: Welcome back to the Defiant Spirit and the Defy Your Number Enneagram System. I'm Baruch Levy, also known as B. And I am talking today about a topic that I have had more conversations with over the past few weeks. I don't know why, but I have with men exclusively. This is an exclusively male conversation. Now, women, please listen because the men in your life... Need, you need to understand them, and they need to understand themselves, and you can help them understand themselves by listening to this podcast, particularly, though not exclusively, when you're staring down or within retirement. I'm sure some of this applies to women. I know it does, but it is not nearly as crucial for women to hear this as men. Men, if you're in your 50s, certainly 60s, by 70s, you better have a plan. Because I've had multiple conversations with clients. As as you know, I work with clients all day, every day, all kinds of clients, but especially, though not exclusively, men, um, from about 45 to 65. That's sort of a bell curve. So some younger, some older, but that's sort of my sweet spot. And Helping them find deeper meaning in their life, greater purpose for their life, which is some—it's it's totally different before and after retirement. It's not radically different that I as I see it for women, at least not nearly as much as men, because women are much better. I mean, Ariella as an example is much better. At what I call diffuse awareness, seeing around her, multitasking, um, walking and chewing gum. She'll have she has friendships. She has you know family going on. She's got work. She's got volunteering. She's got all these balls in the air juggling. Whereas I, kind of a typical man, am more of a hunter. I'm single-focused, not diffuse-focused, so when I put my attention on something, it's very hard for me to lift my gaze and see around me, see other people around me. This is a much longer conversation about the differences between men and women, and there are clear differences biologically um, in this kind of um, conversation, um, emotionally, the way we're wired... But also when it comes to life stages. And I see this over and over again. And if we're not honest about it, if we don't deal with it, we make major mistakes. So men going into rec- retirement, they've been single-focused, um, working hard, head down, but they turn around and then comes retirement as if the game, um, as if the rules are gonna change. They keep the same rules going into an entirely new game. So just had another conversation. It's so like my third one in two weeks with a guy who's planning for his retirement. And to all the credit in the world to these guys who are planning for retirement. They're not just slamming into it. They're getting ready. They're, they're seeking out uh, me uh, you know, for a mental, emotional, spiritual support, preparation. And I, again, I'm a guy. We're making plans. We're, we're being strategic. I'm literally creating a strategic plan. Because this guy is in business and he needs to re, treat his retirement as a business, so that he can allocate his time, his resources, his energy properly. Um, men, you need to you need to consciously do this, or else what happens is you just recreate your job in a new situation, a new setting. So, for instance, and by the way, we need a new name for this. Because retirement, well, first of all, it just it just sucks, right? Like retired, all I hear in that is the word tired. I want to re- I feel tired. It just sounds depressing. And what I said to this guy was, because he's dreading it. Um, what I said to him was, it is not tired. Some people who proactively go into this next phase of life, I call it re inspirement Um, People who are re-inspired are re-inspired. They're invigorated. Now they just take the same amount of energy. The energy doesn't decrease. If it does, you know what we call that? Dying. Then that's all it is. It's just a dying process. You're waiting to die. You're filling your time. You're filling your days. As opposed to just redirecting my energy, repurposing my energy, becoming conscious, choosing my direction logo therapy 101, the power of choice. This is what I teach all day, every day, that you have the power to choose. And you can go into your retirement, or you can go into it as re-inspirement. And the difference is one is reactive, one just happens to you, where you're a victim of your circumstances, and you don't know what to do, and your days just bleed into other days, and it just feels like you're useless, and wasting away, and irrelevant, As opposed to choosing your response, um, designing this next chapter of your life as the most productive, as the most purposeful. And that takes some intention, especially again for guys, because look, you wouldn't have, you didn't treat your business or whatever you're doing, you know, from 20 till, let's say, 65, you didn't just. Do it by happenstance, not if you're listening to a podcast like this, not if you're working with me. I mean, the, these people are successful. You're successful because you had a mission, probably a mission statement. You had a plan, maybe a literally a strategic plan. You implemented it. You followed it. You saw it through. How would you expect this next chapter of your life just to happen and work out? It, it's not how you've lived your life. It's not how you should live your life in that next stage. You need to become conscious to choose your response. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, it means ahead of time, if possible, like anything else, packing a parachute before you decide to jump, right, is always a good idea. Same is true in life. I don't understand why we wait till the shit hits the fan before we start dealing with things, which is often the case of how we approach most things but that's not the best things. The best things in life are by design. They don't just happen. Um, what did the Arabs say? Have faith in God and tie up your camels. So yeah, have faith in God. There's a part that you just have to let go, but then tie up your camels. Get ready. Do your part. So here's one. We'll have many conversations about re-inspirements since I'm working with so many people to get ready or to be inspired in that um, afternoon, evening of life. But here's a great one. So, Guys need tangible, right? It's hard sometimes for them just to connect over the idea. This is what I don't call it. I think Parker Palmer, Parker Palmer, a well-known psychologist, calls it a third thing, or he got it from Emily Dickinson, maybe. Um, but I remember reading a book about it. But the third thing. Guys need third things. So what is a third thing? A third thing is... Well, a study was done, I remember reading a long time ago, when two women go out for coffee, they'll sit across from each other. When two women, you know, in the old days wanted to connect, they would sit in a sewing circle. They would pick berries, um, you know, around a bush and, you know, be communicating the whole time. What the study showed was that women invariably sit across from each other looking at each other. When men go out with other men, they tend to sit side by side. Whether it's a bar, whether it's or maybe not sitting, or standing, hunting, or golfing or at a football game or something, they tend to be side by side looking at looking forward, facing forward, placing their attention on what? On a third thing. Golf, the the booze, the 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 um whatever it is i mean the casino you know playing blackjack there's always a third thing now it doesn't mean they don't connect i hear guys talking about bonding on the golf course and to a woman that probably sounds almost ridiculous but to the guys there's a shot at having a deeper conversation but it isn't looking at each other it's looking at the ball it's sitting side by side in the golf cart while talking about golf but then that leads to something And that leads to something else. And pretty soon they're talking about, you know, their father's aging or their spouse was just diagnosed with cancer. Now, sometimes they'll just ride in the golf cart and they won't say anything, which is where my work comes in. Because, you know, when I create third things for guys, we're talking about meaningful stuff. We're not just bullshitting. So a third thing that I have been using with guys, and it's very simple, may even seem simplistic, but it really has helped. Um, now, the three guys that I've used it with. And I've showed it to you before, but I call it rocks in a jar. I actually don't call it that. I got props for you if you're looking um, on the video. If you're just listening, that's fine too. I'm just holding a jar with rocks, and each rock um, has a has a has writing on it. Now I'll tell you why. I got this from a famous teaching. I'm sure you've heard it. If not, I'll just do a quick once over. A um, college professor wants to teach his students, new freshmen, how to manage their time in college and in life. And he brings a jar and he brings a pile of rocks, a pile of pebbles, a pile of sand, and a pile of water. And he asks, how does all of this fit into the jar? And it just looks like a lot. I mean, doesn't, nobody really gets how you're going to shove all that into one little jar. And what he does was he shows them that if you were to pour water in, and then sand, and then pebbles, it's full. Like, you'll never get these rocks in. But if you put the rocks in first, and then you take the rocks, I'll back back to props, and then you pour in the pebbles, and they sort of fill in the gaps, and then you pour in the sand, and they fill in those gaps, and then you pour in the water, lo and behold, you can get everything into this jar. So, talking with guys about retirement into re-inspirement by the rocks in the jar. And this has made sense to all three guys, so that's why I'm jumping on and sharing it with you today, because if it can help others, awesome. And if you'd like to work with me in this capacity, I'd be delighted to work with you. But I just wish more guys would go into their re-inspirement with consciousness and intention. So we've been talking about, okay, right now, a typical guy that I know 50, well, you know, me, but 50 years old that I'm working with um you know the rocks are pretty obvious and it's work uh it's work uh, it's more work and oh yeah it's his spouse and, and yeah it's his kids and more work and more work and then yeah yeah maybe some friendships work community work You you get where this is going nothing wrong with that there's a time and a place for everything the challenge is is that now you empty the jar and you go into retirement And that's what it feels like, retirement, because you just emptied the jar, and now you have an empty jar, and you don't know what's going in it. And most of these guys, what they end up doing is putting work back in there. And I was talking to somebody who said, you know, in his industry, people just go back into consulting. So you retire, you've planned this out, you get to a place where you don't have to work anymore. So you can do what? So now you can work some more, because we do what we know. And as a guy, that's what we've known. So what we've been doing is creating, re-inspirement by design, taking a rock, writing on it. Okay, health and wellness, putting it in the jar, and my spouse, putting it in the jar, travel, putting it in the jar, Um, cooking, this is a passion of his, putting it in the jar, grandkids, putting it in the jar, Um, you know, volunteering at the YMCA, putting it in the jar, whatever it is. But pretty soon what he realized was his jar is full. He was considering, um, actually all three of these guys have said the same thing, that they'll probably dabble in in consulting. I have nothing against it. I don't care. All I want is for the people that I guide to live a life by design, to choose their response and not to allow circumstances to dictate um, what they do and who they are. So... By the time we got to the conversation with all three guys about the consulting, it's a pebble. It doesn't mean it's not important, and it doesn't mean it doesn't go in the jar. But you see that consulting, which was a full-time gig um, before 65 or whatever that age was, that was a rock. So you can't treat that as a rock in this next phase, in re-inspirement, or you just, something else is coming out of your jar. So in the re-inspirement phase, you've moved that into a pebble. And if it can fit, great, but it isn't a primary focus in that jar. So now it's a pebble, along with 10 other things that used to be rocks, and now they're pebbles. And now we're talking about the next stage of, okay, well, what are those pebbles? If we get all these rocks in, and what does that look like? Now we get the pebbles in, and the sand is just the crap of life. Nobody really... Plans for it, you just got to do it, and it always gets done. But the rocks are the first thing that should go in the jar because they're the first thing that get kicked off the list if we're not living life by design, if we're living life in reaction. And for guys, you can't um, expect that it somehow magically works out in that second part of your life or that third part of your life, you know, I call it the morning, the afternoon, and the evening. And the evening of your life, whenever you draw that line and forward, it should be just as conscious, just as intentional as the other two phases, certainly as the previous phase, the afternoon of life. But nobody's taught us this. We've only lived in one paradigm with one roadmap and one set of rules. The challenges, as Carl Jung said, what works in the morning fails us in the afternoon and destroys us. I added this part, destroys us in the evening because all you do is create the same jar and you put the same rocks and you neglect all those pebbles. The problem is, is your spouse isn't a pebble and your kids aren't a pebble and your hobbies aren't a pebble, pebble and your friendships aren't a pebble and your health and wellness isn't a pebble. It's never a pebble, but I understand. I have compassion. I'm with you that there is a certain period of time where it's naive to say that they are in the center of the jar Life is complicated, but there comes a point, and you'll decide when that point in, when they must shift into the rocks, the other things must shift into the pebbles, and to do that, you need new language, you need new tools, you need new rules, and that's what this is all about. So consider this one more set of tools, one more set of rules, a third thing to place your attention, and if you engage me, we'll continue this conversation Life by Design, or as my friend Dr. Elise Cortez says, and you should listen to her podcast, um, Work on Purpose, or Life on Purpose. Sorry, Elise, I just forgot, but an amazing podcast, an amazing woman. And this is an amazing idea, right? Life by Design, Life on Purpose, Retirement to Re-Inspirement. We're going to talk about it again because it's an important conversation to have. And um, it's just a little... Nugget or rock, as the case may be, for you to take along your way. Until the next time, defy your number, live your spirit. Check out the other podcasts. Shoot me an email, be at defiantspirit.org. Talk to you or see you then. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center, a center for spirituality, meaning, and healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life, or live the Defiant Spirit power within your life as it defiantspirit.org. Until then, keep living your defiant spirit.